Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Awe by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We have two movies that we're going to talk about with you today, uh, Bullet Train and 3,000 Years of Longing. Yes, I saw um, Bullet Train today and I saw 3,000 Years of Longing yesterday. <laughs> I saw Bullet Train um, like a week or so ago, um, maybe a little over a week, uh, with my mother. I forced her to come see it with me. <laughs> wow. And she had no comment on it after we left it she were just she like didn't even say it was cute didn't even say it was cute like it just we just left the theater um but uh yeah she was not very excited to watch this movie. i don't know she just she has her reservations and i was like it'll be fun and then um and then i watched three thousand years of longing um more recently but still like a week ago? Did I watch it over the weekend? I don't know why I saw Oh, I saw it last week. Yeah, I saw it last week. So Bullet Train must have been like two weeks ago. Um, so it's been a minute. But I still remember a lot about these movies. Enough to talk about them. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so should we do Bullet Train first? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So today I saw Bullet Train at a very early showing of this. And during it, you know, it's pretty empty in the day. Um, I get a message from Danny on my watch, and oh, it yes. says, the queen is dead. The queen is dead. Yes, so, as as we record this episode, you'll be hearing it a couple days later, but as as we are recording this right now, we had heard the news. Well, we heard it a couple hours ago. Um, heard it this morning, actually. Well, for me. Um while I was in my work meeting, we paused everything. Actually, okay, this is what happened. So, <laughs> Alessandra texts me saying that she's in the middle of bullet train and that and that Danny had texted her saying, saying, you didn't even the tell news. me, you didn't even tell me what no. it was. Told, told no. me the news. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what news? And then, and then you're like, check the news. And then, <laughs> and, then and then literally a second after that, in my meeting, one of my, one of the uh, one of my coworkers says, "Stop the meeting! We need to talk about this right now. The queen is dead." <laughs> Literally, and I was, you I, I was like, I was like, what? 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 The moments between me saying the news and then the person saying, "Stop the meeting!" Like, what did you think was happening? I was like, I was like, what is happening? And then, <laughs> and then, funny enough, like like an hour or so before, like. Uh, my roommate had come up to me talking about how the the queen was in medical surveillance um and that someone was reminiscing about like a story of, of that they had about her so i are so the queen was already on my brain for the day right. yeah. um and that and i heard that she was like you know being uh like under medical surveillance for a while now like there was even rumors about her being being dead around new year's um so I mean, I was the the this idea was already floating around in my brain that that she was going to pass soon. But then these two things happening right next to each other today, or these three things, um, was was pretty funny. Yeah, unfortunately, now um, this major event of where were you when this person died uh, is is this kind of crappy movie bullet train um yeah so let's <laughs> let's let's talk about it um it is by the director of deadpool 2 right yes david deadpool had, had two different director deadpool the 1 and deadpool 2 were two different directors yeah mm -hmm. um all right 
Um, so I definitely thought that there was going to be a bit more humor in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely gave me like uh, t- Kill Bill vibes, sort of, in a way. Okay. Um, yeah. And 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 something else. I can't quite put my finger on it. But uh, t- uh, yeah, it's an action movie. Yeah, it's you know, it's quirky. Yeah, it's got, you know, an interesting setting and very unique characters. But to me, everybody really falls flat because there's not really a like a cohesive. It just feels like the story is so the, floppy. The, sto- <laughs> I don't know. the story was a mess. The story was a little bit of a mess. Um, there were a lot of characters that we would just get introduced to at random times Um and then they they'd be here and then gone. Um, yeah, sometimes they'd be introduced and then killed within like the next scene. Yeah, like especially with um, with uh, what's his name, Bad Bunny, right? Yes, yes, he um, was the wolf. He he was he was brought in and killed, and then we got his story later. Like it just was it, and then and then by that time it just seemed so insignificant that it didn't no, even he, matter. He popped up. What? And then he had his story of being in Mexico. And then he was killed. It was like oh. all within succession. Oh, okay. But then but then he didn't know why he killed him. And then he kind of found out about all that stuff later. Like yeah, it was, the, we, did, we yeah. didn't know this guy's full story yet. And he was already dead. And Logan Lerman was kind of similar where we were introduced to him. And then they left him for one moment and then he died. So... Right. It was it was like he barely had a role in this movie, which is it's crazy that they even cast him because him and Aaron Taylor Johnson look so similar. They really do. They, they have they have they done any other movie together? Like, no, I don't. I don't. We've think definitely they have. talked about how they look so like they could be brothers in a movie. Oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah. It's um, it's crazy. It's you know, crazy. I think that I think that Logan Lerman was in fury with Brad Pitt. There was a lot of that very right. Yeah. Yep, I'm right. I'm right. Wow. Wow. Okay. I never ended up watching that. Was that supposed to be good? Is that good? It is, it is good. I mean it's very wow. serious. It's a war film. Wow. So you know. Yeah. So quick summary. Um Brad Pitt is like an assassin or something or he he does jobs mm. he 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 does jobs yeah he's a job um, man he's like a point man like they they hired him for this job so that he could go and snatch the briefcase and then leave yeah and uh, but he's gone through this whole like uh life breakthrough of like he doesn't want to kill anymore he wants to do things like the like he wants to be a better person he's seeing a therapist and he is you know, transformed and he wants to change, change his life a little bit, but he has this job that requires him to not be able to do that. So it's just kind of contradictory and probably supposed to be a little humorous. Um, I did like Brad Pitt's character. Like I thought he was kind of, he was kind of funny and kind of goofy. Like I I did like his character. Um, I just kind of wish that maybe we got a little bit more like we also got like barely any backstory with him like we got more backstory about other people than we did even about him and he was yeah and he was in like 90 percent of this movie um that's so true i mean i didn't even think about that like we get some references to other things that he's done um right like kind of how he's handler. met other people yes so in a way all these people have kind of met brad pitt's character like yeah in um, one way or another Aaron Taylor Johnson and Aaron Taylor Johnson's brother um, yeah. in this, they uh, met him in like a different mission. Um, Bad Bunny, like he went to Bad Bunny's wedding, wedding. in the yeah. in the show in the with movie. the Hornet who with the Hornet, yes, who was a who, yeah murdered everybody uh, with that venom is Zazzy was that Zazzy yeah Zazzy beats I love Zazzy. Um, she also was hardly in it. She was in it for like one scene and then she had to fight and then she died. Right. And then um and then the other people kind of fall into place like we know that Logan Lerman is the son of the white wolf or something. Yeah. Um 
who's and played by have, Michael Shannon. Yeah, and then we have this this father and son duo, um, kind of with Joey King. Um, yeah. they're so they're kind of separately there for but they're they're all there they're all there for the same reason but like still separate reasons it's it's all it's all very stretched out in the very beginning and, and it all and it all ties in and buttons together at the very end mm-hmm. and then the movie's just done so it's like by the time they button everything up you don't care anymore <laughs> I also just... thought it was too long. It was two hours and seven it was minutes. Long. It felt yeah. like it was three hours. Like truly, For I just sure. felt like. And also, I had just the worst time watching this because, like I said, the queen died halfway through, and then I had to go to the bathroom three times during this movie. Three oh my goodness, dude! Times what were you drinking? You I was drinking a, a gulp. I was drinking oh. a soda. Goodness. It was actually like a tea. And I just drank the whole thing. Wow. And then the, the third time, I just decided to go sit, like, in the front. Because I was like, I don't want to walk back up and bother everybody again. Because <laughs> I've already done this two times. I've literally, yeah, like, I was just like, I can't. Like, they probably think uh, I'm insane for having to get up three times in one movie. But my bladder my is very small. In the span of in the span of an hour and a half, dude. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. And, like... I just was sitting there like, well, I can't, you know, not do this. Like, I have to go to the bathroom. So there also was just so much, like, carnage in this movie. Like, it really was a lot of smashing, blowing up, hitting things with katanas. Stabbing, shooting. Stabbing and stabbing like, people's heads. and like, Any way you can think that someone could die, dies in this film. Oh sure, I mean there's there's a lot more. Let's be honest, but this this was a very violent movie. But it definitely was, you know, that wasn't the bad part about it. I think that was kind of fun, but it just it just was like so repetitive and felt like the story was going absolutely nowhere. Like I think like the whole time, like it just didn't feel like there was any real resolution for any of the characters really, and it just was like happenstance. Everything yeah. was like happenstance. Except for maybe like the the father the father son, um, which is the start of the movie too. Which is the like... start, yes. Yeah. So it starts with these two. This uh, this dad has a child who's in the hospital. He was he was pushed off of a building by Joey um, King. By Joey King that we learn later, um, and so he's and you know he feels bad. He's like oh, I'm a bad dad and I, I let this happen. Um, and but he gets a note from Joey King saying that I'm the one who, who pushed your son off the, the building, come find me. And so he ends up on the bullet train to like avenge his child, basically. But then he kind of gets wrapped up in Joey King's like daddy issues. Um, and uh, we find out that Joey King is the daughter of the white wolf. Who's just like this big crime Lord, basically um, in Japan. This all takes place. Like who's a Japan. Russian Who's Russian, yes. Who's Russian and is the father of Logan Lerman. Um, and also Joey King. And Joey King. And we kind of learn in the very end, so spoilers, obviously, but really not even spoilers because whatever. Um, <laughs> this, this, um, he he was the one who like kind of orchestrated everyone to be on the... Well, he, he didn't really account for Joey King. He wanted... The White Wolf wanted, um, I don't know, because, because, because even Brad Pitt wasn't even supposed to be on the, on the train. Uh, 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 Ryan Reynolds was supposed to be on the train, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And th- that's who the White Wolf wanted on the train. Right. It, yes. It was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes. Was, in just one shot, he's supposed to be a dick. Um, I did like that reveal. I liked the, you know, cameos we had. A very strangely sexual um, Channing Tatum in there. That was kind of funny. Yes, um, the, the little things were so yeah. like like the wa- like following that water bottle and like the life of this water bottle from when they that was took, it, took it out of the vending machine and how it like just came to be like filled with the sleeping pill or whatever the sleeping powder. Like just the whole life of this water bottle was hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, then Channing Tatum's character was so good. Um, 
I also liked Brian Tyree Henry a lot. Um, I'm a yes, big his fan whole of his Thomas anyway. the, the the train engine thing that he was yeah. doing this whole time while they're on a train. It was so good. It's it's pretty it was good. So good. It was. Good. Um, there were there were some really some really well done parts of this movie. Um, I also ev- like that giant plushy character and and the fact that it likes. I like that scene where it looked at Logan Lerman and it was like, Oh, you want to, you want to play? And then he's like, no, I don't want to. And then he kind of, she kind of like grabs him and stabs him in the neck with the, with the, the venom. It's very, it was very funny. Cause she's wearing this giant plushy outfit. Yeah. Cause the Hornet was in that costume. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was good. And even some of the conversations that, that, uh, Brad Pitt would have with his handler was was pretty good too, which we find oh, yeah. at the end was was Sandra Bullock. Another um, good reveal as well. Another great reveal. Um, yeah, but so not this... the like joy that it wanted it. You know, like I feel like no. the the jokes didn't land the way that the director and the writers wanted them to land. Like they thought it was going to be laugh out loud hilarious, but the pace of the movie was not allowing for that kind of back and forth to really work like i feel like the editing was the problem here i'm gonna i'm gonna blame the editor yeah it it definitely felt very slow the editing it was just it was very painstakingly slow. i definitely thought it was gonna be a lot more like snappy and fast like kind of like how deadpool is a little bit sometimes yeah um yeah because that they really land the jokes well um, they do, yeah. And like the main characters in, in both those movies, both jokes. those movies are great. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, I mean, I think it's part of the writing, part of the editing, because I think the actors did a good job. Yeah, so I think they just, did. You know, I think it's just the way. And this movie had we... a great look. Like I liked the bullet yeah. train. I liked all the colors. The neon I liked colors. Yeah, I liked the costumes. Like everyone had their own like style and their own like personality in a way they just weren't they just weren't developed enough for the story to really make an impact when they were there like they made an impact visually but they just didn't make an impact like emotionally (laughs) (laughs) that's so true man personally (laughs) well this is based on a book so i feel like it would be a really fun book yes what a hold on hold Uh. on uh, bear with, bear with. <laughs> yeah. I have my I have my book app right here. I am gonna look this up. It's I bet like this is a lot more train? fun. Yeah, well, it's it's by a Japanese writer, so I don't know if it's a Japanese book, but oh, I see. Oh, is it Kataro Asaka? Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet okay. it's pronounced like Kotaro or something like that, not oh, Kataro. Yeah. <laughs> Kataro, you know what? <laughs> three point, an average of three point seven eight stars. All right, I'm gonna add this to my TBR. One cool. day I'll read it. Um, this yeah, because like the I'm characters were this. interesting, and I feel like it would have been more interesting if there was just slightly more, more going on. And also, this is supposed to be a train that's going very fast, but it takes, like, a really long time to get from, what is it, like, Tokyo to Kyoto or whatever? Like, uh, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember where they were heading. Um, but they, it, yeah. they definitely, they definitely were in the city and then ended up kind of, like, out in a rural area. So, I mean, I think they were just traveling a long distance. But that's the thing, like... It's not a very big country, and it would only take, like, you know, a few hours on a bullet train to get from one part of the country to the other. That's the point of bullet trains. Well, and this movie was a few hours, so well, but it, there it, you go. I mean, it, no, it took place over, like... <laughs> oh, like... It took place and, over, and, like, and, and 12 it, hours. Well, it started at night. It started at night, and, and then, then they went, got to... And then they got to the place, oh, like, by morning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll give you this one. All right, whatever. I'm just saying. um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's a very fast train. And of course, in the end, it, it actually goes off the rails. And there's no, there's not a lot of Japanese people it, it really in this at all. It's kind of just like the, the no. characters and then just like a few smattering of other people. Um, yeah, like you kind of have, um, like, what, there was that one white lady on the train that kept shushing everyone. And then you, then you just kind of have like the extra train passengers who are, you know, getting off at their stops along the way. So, you, you know, the bullet train eventually becomes very empty um, as people kind of get off and things. Um, so, yeah. But I really didn't find myself looking at the extra train passengers, really, because, you know, they, they'd fly by like so quickly. Yeah. Except for that white lady who was shushing people. It's um, the only one I remember. And then Channing Tatum. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to look at a little bit. Oh, yeah. So the trivia, it, the first one is taking a bullet train from Tokyo to Kyoto will take you two hours and eight minutes. That's the exact runtime of this film. So, okay. So they they tried to do what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. They, they um, tried. It says Brad Pitt did 95% of his own stunts. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt is very cute in this movie. He he's a he's a real charming dude. He kind of reminded me of his character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, well, this one's interesting. Director David, I need to look what David Litch looks like. David Litch and Brad okay. Pitt have a long working relationship before Bullet Train. Litch was has worked as Pitt's stunt double in multiple films, including Fight Club. Ocean's Eleven, Troy, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Pitt also he made kind of looks on, like him in Lich's second directorial effort, Deadpool Two. Oh, yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I remember that his his cameo. It says Aaron Taylor Johnson lost a chunk of his hand and passed out after doing a stunt. <gasps> a chunk? Oh no. Lady and Gaga Sandra- was supposed to be Sandra Bullock? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think too. What? That's crazy. Oh my goodness. I will say that I was um, happy to see Aaron Taylor Johnson in this film. <laughs> I feel oh, like I love him. Yeah, he's great. I feel like we haven't seen him in a in a minute. Um, and it was just it was it was like catching up with an old friend. <laughs> what it felt like i mean yeah Um, i like this one the first trailer for bullet train featured bg song staying alive in three languages japanese spanish and english um i don't know how this is relevant in this trivia at all um okay what because i don't know how it relates to the movie whatever it says a sister of the british singer british singer ingelbert humperdinck who performs a song in the movie is called Bubbles. What? I so because Engelbert Humperdinck was in this in a song, but what does it have to do with his sister being named Bubbles? The the sister is named Bubbles of Engelbert Humperdinck. Yes. I don't I don't know. I don't understand why this is a trivia. I feel like it's it's the mo- it's it's true, but I I mean I don't see how it's related. I'm so confused. Interesting. All right. Okay. All right. Um I think it would be good to Do you want uh, to do the the uh metascore first? Ye- okay. Sure. You don't want to you don't want to do the 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 did you already say plot, the plot, plot, plot keywords? Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I thought you were gonna say take a break. Um No, no. But, uh, okay. Okay. Um No, I'll uh I'll do the plot keywords first. Uh let's see. We've got train, Japan, assassin, revenge, Mount Fuji. There you go. There this movie got a forty nine meta score, which is in which is in mixed. It's orange. It got 20 positive reviews, 32 mixed reviews, and 9 negative reviews. 
it was reviewed a lot. Like, a lot of people saw this movie. Yeah. Including us. I bet. It's got a lot of big names in it. There is a significant amount of bad ones for you to choose 60 reviews. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's go down to the bottom. What do we got? We've got two 20s to choose from. Wow. Okay, that's the lowest we've got here. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> okay. Oh, this seems harsh. Um, <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just read it. Uh, the Telegraph gave it a 20. As a motor-mouthing smartass, the 58-year-old Pitt is badly miscast. Oh. Every detail here seems tailored to Ryan Reynolds, director David Lynch's Deadpool collaborator, while the film's bulging cast and bloated running time recalls those all-star capers of the 1960s. Imagine it's a mad, 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 mad world crossed with a migraine. For the <laughs> sake of all that's holy, take the bus. My was goodness. Jeez, take the bus. Wow. <laughs> I love when we read ones that are like, have funny quips like that. Just sassy. My goodness, Robbie. Okay. I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read two um, middle ones because I think that they're both pretty good here. Okay. So one of them is from Film by Josh Spiegel, 60. It says, considering that the majority of modern mainstream fare, we can look at Bullet Train as a mild win, a presumably high-budgeted action film that boasts no superheroes, no extended universes, nothing like that. But though this film clears that low bar, Bullet Train is only ever mildly fun, while reminding you of movies that are often a whole lot better. <laughs> and I'm going to read the um, 60 by We Got This Covered, Scott Campbell. It says, when Bullet Train sings, it's often a blackly hilarious and knowingly absurd slice of demented action goodness. When it doesn't work, self-indulgence begins to creep in, almost as if the creative team deliberately set out to make something that would be fondly remembered as a cult favorite in the years to come. But it's a sentiment that only can be earned, not cultivated. All right. Those are good. Yeah. Okay. Want to read a a top one there? Yeah. The highest rating that this movie got was a 90. So I'm going to read that. That's very high from Vulture. That's very high from Vulture. That's very, very, um, what's sort of looking for? It was very nice of them to rate this a 90. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Generous. It was generous. Generous. There we go. That's the word. Um, <laughs> uh, bullet train feels like someone crossbred Kill Bill with a Final Destination Oh movie. my god, Emily. And at times, David Litch's film is almost as glorious as that description makes it sound. Okay, alright, calm down. Elaborate and ridiculous, but dedicated to making the elaborate and the ridiculous feel, well, not plausible, exactly, but certainly compelling and fun. Um. Oh, Bilge. <laughs> it's... Calm down, okay? It was it was it fun, but it, but it wasn't good. It wasn't that fun, Bilge. Like truly, and it wasn't even that fun. I mean, yeah. My goodness, it could have been funnier. I feel like it, it could have been. I feel like it really needed to lean in a certain direction, and it was trying to with all those cutaways. But then there was tons of cutaways reminding you of things that you had already seen. And it was acting like you were stupid. Like, it was, like, showing you the same thing over and over again. Like, it showed you the different scenes, like, of the the mob boss. Like, the one was the fire and the, you know, the photograph of the mob boss. And then it showed you, like, Bad Bunny's scene several times where everybody's throwing up blood. Like, we saw that so many times. And it was like, we get it. We get the blood. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for Ugh. sure. It just was like overindulgent in every way that it possibly could and not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. I did like that, um, that Brad Pitt thought he was unlucky just because, you know, he finds himself in, in, 
in not fun situations because of his job. So he thinks sure. himself unlucky, but he's but he's Ladybug, and he is lucky because he never seems to die. Like it's right. just yeah. whoever goes People to die fight around him, him, they end up dying around him. Yes, so he's lucky, but also unlucky. But also, I mean, dude, pick a pick another job. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't find yourself in these weird situations. Um, but all right, I want to take a quick break before we move on to three thousand years of longing. Let's do it. All right. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, we're, we're back. back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> 3,000 Years of Longing, uh, starring Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, directed and written by George Miller. Yes, which you told me some other movies that George Miller um, directed. Yes. Would you like to get, can you, can you think of some? Oh, I could, I'm, I could, I'm already. Did you I'm like, already looking. I'm okay. already looking. He's I'm, done um, the best movie of all time, Babe. <laughs> what? He wrote Babe, oh Emily. My God, what? <laughs> yes, he wrote Babe. It is. It is a George Miller joint. <laughs> uh, Not directed what? by him, though. Not directed, but written. Oh, that's amazing. But directed directed we have I mean, and he's a producer this guy's all over the place well um, one of his his major things are mad max um yes Sin and City. happy feet happy feet that's a major one as well and no this says he directed it babe babe pig in the city is that's the second oh, one he directed that's babe the pig second in the city <laughs> oh that is the second one okay all right wow yeah, so he's he's All always right. got a very kind of storytelling is is a big big plus for George Miller. He always does things that are really quirky and kind of crazy. He kind of reminds me of Terry Gilliam in a lot of ways because he's kind of he's he's out of the box. He makes like art films that are kind of layered with um kind of sad and morbid things, you know, and yeah. It, yeah. it, it kind of works. It's it's always kind of weird, and I'm glad that they gave him money for this movie. Yeah, there were there were parts of this movie that I really really enjoyed, and then some parts that I you know didn't didn't really enjoy. Um, but so uh, quick summary: um, Tilda is a is a what did she call herself? It's like a very interesting name, like a lit, like a literologist or something, or like a, na- a nar- nar- narratologist. Yes. Narratologist. She's somebody who talks about stories. Yes. Yeah, stories, the importance of stories, the, the culture surrounding stories, like how stories shape us as people. Um, and she travels a lot for her stories. I guess every year she kind of, she, um, her character felt very like, Wes Anderson to me like very meticulous and very like um just kind of the characters that that he writes very very um I don't know uh, smart and um yeah I can't think of any other adjectives um but uh so she is traveling to Istanbul correct is that where she goes in this one um to give a presentation with with some other with some other people in her 
in her field. And um, um, she comes across, well, first she, she kind of, she kind of sees things. So uh, we were a little unsure if, you know, she's hallucinating or if these things are just in her mind or if they're actually real, but she, she sees like specters or other types of like supernatural type things. Um, one shows up at her presentation and then she kind of sees another thing um, at the airport when she first lands. So mm-hmm. these types of things are already happening to her. And then while she is in Istanbul, she gets this uh, jar or like a vase or a little uh, little little bottle. And she opens it and a gin pops out, which enters Idris Elba. In the a giant. Of Idris Elba and her beautiful, yes, her beautiful hotel room. Oh, yes. Her hotel room looked so clean. Um I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and <laughs> You're doing such a bad job describing this was, movie. It was very white. <laughs> the, 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 the room. <laughs> Everything was so clean. Um, I'm, I'm struggling showers, now, right? So she's extra clean. She's, ex- she's extra, extra clean. Um, I would just let everyone to know that I am recording this today while having a, a migraine. I don't get migraines, so I'm... <laughs> So I'm I'm at half functioning capacity right now, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think I'm doing all right. You're doing all right by thinking of one. All you needed to do is one adjective. You got it. <laughs> but I like to think of at least three. <laughs> that's so true. Um, Normally, yeah. Um, so that's okay. you know she she gets she gets out her gin and then the gin starts telling her stories um, about what yes. it was like to be a gin and he starts with yes. the Queen of Sheba. He was in love with the Queen of Sheba. She fell in love with King Solomon and King Solomon doomed him into being a gin in a bottle. So he uh, had several thousand years where he was in the bottle and then he gets, you know, opened by a girl who wants to be the, like, lead concubine of the prince. And... Then that kind of turns on them. And so then he gets put like into like a kind of state where it's like a floating state where he can't really like give anybody a wish because he's been kind of like relegated to being into that in between between the person who was supposed to give him a a wish and somebody who's dead. So yeah, he becomes like incorporeal and he can't really do anything until someone finds his bottle and like reactivates him. Um, as it said, since his, since the wishes were never completed. Um, yeah. And then he tells another story of him and like that whole, the whole like Ottoman empire, I think of some, some kind of like the people who went through and he had to watch them kind of evolve over a hundred years or so. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and like all the while he's trying to get, he's trying to get Tilda Swinton to, to make some wishes and she's just yeah. like, well, there's catches here. So I'm not going to make a wish. Yeah. He's like telling her the rules and everything, you know, and she she's like, I'm very well aware of, of gins and, and their trickery. Um, and he's like, I'm not here to trick you. I just want you. And, and then she's like, fine, I'll just wish for, for three stupid things. Like I wish I, you know, wish I could drink this tea. And then she drinks the tea. And he's, but his wishes don't work like that. His wishes are, no. he wants hearts to desire. grant people their, yes, their heart's desire. Um, and to, we get a little, we get to know a little bit more about Tilda. She was previously married. Um, and then her and her husband separates and um, separate. And then she's kind of just happy being, being alone, being single. She's just, she's happy being to herself. Um, and yeah. so until Idris's character comes along. Um, and she doesn't really, she's content with her life and she doesn't think she needs anything. You know, she doesn't know her heart's desire. Um, but you know, as Idris's, Idris's character, Jin, I, she kind of just calls him Jin. Um, yeah, that's his name. It's Jin. Yeah. I the guess, Jin. Yeah. I guess that, yes. Well, cause she's not, she, you're not allowed to ask a Jin his name. Um, right. So she's never going to know his name. Um, but you know, as as Jin is telling her these these stories, um, I guess she falls in love with. Him. I mean, she falls in love with him. Yeah, um, she like does that 
she she like swallows and like it's after he tells the story of him falling in love with that really smart lady and how much he was devoted to her and she just is like hearing him say how much she loved her and then she's like wow this is a pretty great guy yeah <laughs> yeah so so two out of his four masters he was he was kind of in love with like so we we had the queen of sheba he was in love with her yeah. and then his like his last master um she, he was in love with her as well the the inventor or like you know the really she wanted to learn she wanted more knowledge um mm-hmm. the the girl the the young girl that he was helping you know he cared for her. he was trying to save her in the end when the guards were you know coming after her um but uh he was just a bit too late and then he came across that scary thing there were some there were I really liked oh. the the effects in this movie. There were some that very creepy spider thing. Oh, the that was spider so thing scary. was so creepy. And, and I it, and like, I liked became bugs. Oh. And I liked the effects of of the gin's magic. Like it was very smoky and foggy and, and yeah. like very very fun. Um so I I really liked the the effects a lot in this movie. It was it made it very fun. I and I loved the stories. Like I really liked the beginning part of this movie where you know, Jin was just trying to persuade Tilda to make her wishes. And he's just like, let's just tell some stories. Um, and and I really liked all those stories. Like the Queen of Sheba story was so cool with that crazy mm-hmm. instrument that that guy was using. And yeah. Was, like, moving in all those different ways. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, even the story about the crazy brothers, like with him just following them around and, yeah. you know, the... the it was just the one brother with his harem of very large women. That was just, just wacky. It was just such a wacky story. It was just so creative. <laughs> so, and and they kind of did that to like to to make him not a threat to his brother because like his yeah. brother was was crazy and was gonna kill him. But then he was you know, mad, the mom yeah. was like, "Don't kill him. He's 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 harmless. Like he's he's just obsessed with his women in here. Leave him alone." Like. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to try and overthrow you. Um, but then he ends up becoming becoming the ruler because the brother dies. So it's just, it's, and and then the last story with with um, the, the woman who was technically a, a sister wife because this guy had like yeah. three wives or something. Yeah. Um, and just all the knowledge that she wanted to learn. Like, I, I really liked that part of the movie with all these different stories being told by Idris. Like they, and she I would they put the books very cool. in the in the jars and they would like yeah, melt. And yeah. then they would get like taken up by the like liquid jar and then form back into the jar. It was, yeah, and then it was, it was so cool. sad when she was like, I wish I never met you. And then she, so she wished it. And then he was just stuck yeah. in that jar and she forgot he was even there. And then he was there for so long. And yeah, it was so sad. Like, I really liked Idris's character in this a lot. Um, yeah, he was, he was so cool. Very cool. And so tall. Like, every time anybody would stand next to him, he was like two feet taller than them, at least. Yeah, just very, just very... Not intimidating, but just very powerful. Very, um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then, so Tilda, Tilda realizes that, you know, they, they should be together. She's like, you know what? You, you, this is fate. You, I should be, I should be the one that, you know, falls in love with you. And we spend the rest of our days together or something like that. It just kind of an epiphany happens. I don't know. It seemed very quick. That this part, this part kind of lost me at the very end here. Um, yeah, I think the end was was not very satisfying. Was a little was a little not satisfying and a little weak, um, a little bit. But so she brings him back to to London where she lives, and I guess the telephone lines affect him. Um, yeah, like the electro. He's he's like electromagnetic fields or something. Yeah. And so all that stuff affects him. And so over time he was, he was deteriorating, like he was dying basically. And so she kind of had to let him go. And then he would come back and visit her every once in a while until he could, and then it would have to leave again. Um, so it just was, yeah, not, not too satisfying there at the end. Um, but uh, they were cute together while it lasted um yeah 
And it was like really, you know, it's like a kind of fable tale. And Elethea yeah. is like kind of okay with her desire to be loved. Um, as long as she knows that somebody's out there who loves her. Yeah. And, but it is kind of like, she's an interesting character because she definitely like thrives in her solitude, but then, you know, it's possible she just kind of made this entire thing up just so that she could like have her Enzo back where she kind of felt like she was understood and loved by somebody, even if he was un- like not real, you know? That's right. I forgot about that part. So she had an imaginary friend named Enzo when she mm-hmm. was younger, but then her, her son that died you know giving giving birth or something was also she was in the name of enzo yeah i think she had a a miscarriage miscarriage yeah 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 um i'm gonna just read some trivia it is based off of a of a short story okay yeah um the rule of three is a storytelling principle that states three acts slash characters is the most satisfying combination to a story the number three makes many appearances in the film. The film title mentions 3,000 years. The number three makes many appearances in the background of the film, like w- during one of her train rides. Um, it's on the graffiti in the window behind mm-hmm. her. Uh, the djinn mm-hmm. offers Alethea three wishes. The djinn tells Alethea three tells from his history. The film ends with the djinn visiting Alethea every three years. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah, and she's named after Alethea, the goddess of truth. Oh, nice. Um, And it was supposed to be filmed in London and Istanbul and Australia, but it was actually only filmed in Australia because of the pandemic. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I will look at these palat keywords. Palat. We've got epic, love, hotel, conversation, gin. <laughs> epic love hotel. <laughs> it is it is very epic like. I think it's just it's got a lot of fun history and artfully done history as well. Yeah. So it, it's kind of got a nice mix of kind of weird and also unbelievable and also kind of like, you know, history, love, that kind of thing, story, um, as we do get from George Miller. And it is interesting. Like, I, I definitely like that we got to talk about two movies that are based off of short stories or books and are also like originals you know they're not they're not like ips that have been done before other than being books and they're you know they're not even based on things that are like extremely popular you know so it's kind of like nice to have like some just more artsy films that aren't just marvel films and stuff yeah, exactly. Or um, or ones that are like based on any kind of real person. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, this so look at the meta yeah, let's, here. Let's see this. Yeah, we got a got sixty. A 60. Uh-huh. We got twenty four positive reviews, twenty five mixed reviews, and three negative reviews. Wow, this was very panned. I mean, the- those yeah, those positive and mixed were were neck and neck. It's still higher than Bullet Train. For sure. For sure. All right, let's look at these. Uh, Lowest it got was a 25 from the San Francisco Chronicle. Um, There's more to life than just stories, and really, Jin and Alithia just need to get a life. Okay, well, all right. That was unnecessary. (laughs) The stories were my favorite part, honestly. Yeah, and the, this IGN 60 is exactly what you just said. When While Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba give it their all, neither can save the film from collapsing in the third act. An unconvincing conclusion undermines a far better first half, which sees Swinton and Elba waxing philosophical in a hotel room. 
Yeah, I liked that part. That was really good. Like yeah. the back and forth they had. It was really good. Like I really liked that part. Um. Yeah, I think it, you know right. if it was just them telling stories, it would have been like them telling stories forever in a way, and they could like make up more and more fantastical things. Like she could have wished. I wish we could just be in here for as long as we want and just you know, tell each other stories all day long and eat these little chickpea pistachio things. Yeah. That he, cause, he seems yeah. to have. Because the three wishes... So was her first... So her first wish was a little confusing. She basically just wished that they could be what each what, what each of them needed for each other or something. That's yeah, kind of how it they were both, sounded. Yeah, in love with each other. I think that was kind of what she was saying. And then her second wish was, you know, when he was uh, dying, basically, she said, I I wish you would speak to me. And that brought him back um, so that she could speak to him and then figure out what was wrong. And then the third wish, she kind of freed him or something. Right. She said, like, or she said, I wish I wish you were you were where you're meant to be or need to be or belong where you belong or something. Something like that. Um, Yeah. Like, I wish you're where you belong. So then he could, like, be free. And also come visit her. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. So then we've got some high scores. The 91 from Consequence is the highest. Written by Liz, my brother's coworker. Yeah. Um, it makes for a deeply unconventional sort of fairy tale. But this is George Miller we're talking about. What else did we expect? All right. <laughs> I also want to read the one below it, too. There's another 91. Yeah. Um. Director George Miller's 3,000 Years of Longing with its superb A-list cast, led by Tilda Swinton, Idris Elba, plays quite nicely into an intelligent, warm-hearted, visually beautiful movie that can be enjoyed at face value. Oh, that's nice. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that was 3,000 Years of Longing and Bullet Train. You can decide which one you want to see in theaters um, based on what we've talked about here today. Um, but uh, any other lasting comments about either of these two movies, Alessandra? No. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our podcasts um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Um, please follow our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. Um, if you want to email us and say hello, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And um, we have merch. So please check that out. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.